Okay. Let's get started. Yesterday's stuff was 100. Um, um, 103. Today's 104. Okay, so we're going to do a review of yesterday's stuff, get to today's. Have in mind that our learning should be a schos for the, all the Yidden in Eretz Yisrael. They should be safe. Right. Also, that's he had a procedure yesterday. He's okay. I heard he's, he was here. He was here. Okay. 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 Yes. Yisrael Yeshua Ben Mina. Okay. For Shlema and. Um, um, Oh, that's the item. That's the item. What? That's your. How do you say it? Son-in-law. No. Oh no. Mechitin. Mechitin. Mechutin. Yeah, mechutin. And Chaim. Gito. Yeah, yeah. Item is better. And Miriam Basset Yezisel and Yitzchak Ben Yaev Hazel. And all amongst all other with that, let's get started on the review of yesterday's stuff. What did we learn yesterday? So we are starting a review at the uh, top of the page. Top of the page of one hundred three, right? Was it? Yeah, three lines down. Amar Mar. So uh, somebody, so it's very interesting. This case again. Somebody bought a, a field in the name of his friend, not really a friend, but somebody who nobody yeah. will start up with. So you cannot force the seller to sell um, again. Meaning to which we said means to write up a separate document. Now the question a new is document. a new document in your name, one in his name, or one in your name. Now, why should I think that you could do that? What's the hava mean that they use? Of course, you, you're just saying, I, I want you to write it in this one's name, and now I want to force you to do another one. I never put that as a condition, so why should I think that? The answer is, is because you could say it's, it's, it's obvious. How is it obvious? You know that I'm, not, that I'm buying this, this, this property for myself. I, I'm only using this other person's name as a... Uh, as a as a as a support basically to strengthen my position on it, uh, I'm not spending my money for nothing. To, that there's a gift to somebody else, right? So obviously, I want another star. And what's his argument back? He's like, I understand you want another star. You're not throwing out your money, but that's not that's between you and the person whose strength you're using. Meaning, you go to the exilarch, you go to the rich galus, and you get it from him. Yeah. the next star. Mm-hmm. What does that have to do with me? Nothing. Okay. The next question is, is that if you made a condition, so then he, he does have to. Isn't that also obvious? Of course, any condition you put on, he's cast a, he agreed to the condition. That, that's what you've got to do. The answer is, is that he didn't really expressly state the condition. What he did was, he said in front of the witnesses, in his presence, that uh, I see that I want another star as well. Now, you could say that he could argue, it's like, yeah, I understand you want another star. From me? Why you want it from me? Maybe you want it from him. From him, meaning from the, uh, from the, uh, from the person, from the Reish Galusa. Um, but that, the reason why that argument doesn't hold is because you could say, why do you think I said 
the witness to the witnesses in your presence, because that means I want it from you, not from not from somebody else. But the seller didn't. That's hear a story. Just because he told the witnesses, I mean. No, it was in the presence of the witness. Did he the ask the seller? Did he hear it or not? No. So how can you say, yeah, I just told those two guys over there, and you, because I just told those guys, I was busy at that time, my mind somewhere else. That's a nice argument, but I don't know how much it holds. Anyhow. Okay. He knew about it. Okay. Well, I'm trying okay. to get out of it. I understand. I get it. I get it. I get it. You're a good lawyer. Okay. What can you do? You missed your forte. When it's real estate. Okay. Rav Kahana um, gave hearing, money. My hearing okay. gave us off. Okay, right. right. That's, that works for you, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Rav Kahana uh, uh, gave money for some flax. It was an interesting case. He gave money for flax, and then the flax went up in value, and the person who was, uh, who was holding it, um, he sold it, because it was a big profit of the, to be made. Uh, came before Rav, and he says, what am I allowed to do here? Can I take my money, including the profits? I, I just gave him money. I'm getting back money. I didn't even get the item itself. Um, so he said, so Ralph told him, look, here's how it works. If when they sold it, they said, look, I'm, we're selling you the flax that really belongs to Kana. So then, fine. Uh, then you're entitled to it. But if he didn't say those words, so then you wouldn't be entitled to it. Question is, is that really indicating like Bnei Marava, who basically said, we saw in Dafkov Base, they said that uh, you need the, the, the person to be aware who he's buying from and who's, who he's selling to. Um, so the Gemara says, um, uh, no, that's not what's going on over here. Did he just give four and get eight? No, what's going on? He, the, the, the Gemara is saying that over here it's a little bit different because the fact of the matter is, it's his, Rav Kana owns the flax. The guy sold it without permission. So uh, it's like he's stealing when he sold it. That was the, and then the Allah is, what was the value when he sold it, which is the time when he stole it? That was the higher value. So he owes him the money anyway. So the Gemara said, no, what we're talking about over here is um, that it was an amana. The guy, when he gave him the money, he didn't even have the, he wasn't even in possession of the flax. He had to, but you could pre-sell. You could sell before you even own it. Because as long as you know that you're able to get it, that's good enough. And then he sold it. He, 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 he Rav Kahana bought it before he owned it. And he sold it before he got it, even almost, you know, like right away. So there, therefore, since there was nobody who was actually kind of the flax, Rav Kahana wasn't kind of the flax. This is Rav Lashid Tosso that says that when you're doing a money and you're getting the end product, the product itself, and not just the money for it, then that's okay. But when you're getting just uh, it, uh, just the value of it, so I'm not even getting the product. So like, um, it's just like uh, it's like kind of, it's kind of you know you, you're you're buying the stock, you know, like of well, it's uh, like a future, of, of nobody, it's not a future. Nobody buys pork bellies actually gets a pork belly. Right, exactly. It's the pork belly. Right. It's like nobody you're actually buying. You're not buying it. You're just you're just buying your your your. You right to buy. You right to buy it at this price, and then and then you're selling it because uh, they get the right to to buy it at that at the higher price, and I make the profit. So anyway, that type of arrangement is very close to ribbons, and that's why Rob says it's prohibited. Isn't With, the same yes. thing for buy some uh, bonds? You know, I never got that bonds at all. The bonds are being held in trust somewhere else. So I never saw it. The meantime, he was sold this whole debt. 
I don't know exactly what what, okay. what, what do you mean. No, because you, you actually have, you have ownership to it. Just because it's not in your possession doesn't mean you don't own it. It's something. Didn't the record, there, no, you bought, there you're buying a, a debt, basically. The you're broker giving, buys it. Is it his account over there or something? I never somewhere. see that all. I am, just because you didn't see it doesn't mean you own it. Here, there was no possession of the fruit and itself. Because he didn't own it when he, when he, when he gave the money. <laughs> no, the guy who he sold it, it, it sold was it only to recorded in the books of the, of the broker. Yeah, but here, listen to this story. This is I like know, an Amazon seller. You know what an Amazon seller yeah. is? They, put, they advertise what they see people buying. They don't even have anything. They That's don't even right. have a warehouse. They're just, they're just out there I and know. they're saying, I see people like want to buy this stuff, take a picture, and I'm selling it at a, at, at a, at a price that I know that I can buy it cheaper buy than it. what I'm selling it for. That's all I know. And they sold it. He bought it already. But he didn't. And then he's, and that guy is selling it to the next guy. So all he's getting is giving in X amount of money and he's getting back more money. It's all going to end up somebody else in the third. <coughs> That's a problem because it looks like rivers. That's so what's going on you over You buy here. a piece of property and you already sold half of this piece of property before you, before even, you even bought it. it. Right. That's very common. Mm -hmm. Okay. Which brings us to the next mission. Oh, next mission is uh, stealing, uh, robbing really. Um, Xela, and we say that if you steal even a Shavu Pruta, and you swear falsely to that effect, and you admit it afterwards that you swore falsely, so in that scenario you pay Karen, Chomesh, and you have to bring a Korban Hashem for having sworn falsely, you have to make sure that money gets to the correct owner, even if he lives very, very far away, and, it, and the cost of travel is much, much more than the Pruta, mm -hmm. too bad, okay? Don't Rob next time, okay? Um, you cannot give it to his son, his shliach, but what you can do is, there's a special exception, a special allowance to give it to a shliach bezin, which we'll see. If the, if the balabais dies, so then you can return it to his inheritors, and, um, if you gave, and what if you paid the karen, but just not the chomesh, or he forgave you for the karen, but not the chomesh, or he forgave you for everything, but less than a, a shavu pruta of the karen, in that case, you don't have to go afterwards. It has to at least be a pruta of the karen itself, not the added fifth on top of the karen. Now, what if it's the other way around? You paid the fifth, but not the karen, or he forgave you on the fifth and not the karen, or if he gave you on both, but not shavu pruta's worth of karen, then you then there's a shavu pruta in the karen. You're gonna have to go all the way to Matai to pay him back, and that's the way it is. Well, what if you swore that you don't own the karen, and then you admitted it? So now the, the so on the chomesh that is. So you swore on the chomesh, and then. That, that, I, that I don't own the Chomesh, or I paid him already, and then I admitted that I really did not. So then you have to pay, add a fifth on the fifth. So, uh, again, 25%. Um, um, and, uh, when, uh, how far does that continue? Until it's less, the Karen is less than a Shabruta, so there's no Chomesh on such a Karen. Also, this is true not only by Ixela, but it's Pikaton, as well as, and the, that's what the puzzle says, Pikaton, Sumisyad, which is a, a, de a loan, Gazel is robbery, Asha Kasamiso is withholding wages or finding a lost object, and all those things, if he denied it, swore falsely, then the halach is he pays Karen, Chomesh, and Asha. Okay, now, the first uh, point is, is that it sounds like from our Mishnah that there's a requirement in order to be obligated to bring it all the way back to wherever he is, that's only if you swore to that effect, 
that falsely, and now you want to make good on, you know, you want to repent. But uh, had you not sworn, no. And so the problem is, is that we are familiar with the two opinions, Rabbi Tarfan and Rabbi Kiva, and neither one really matches up. Why? Because Rabbi Tarfan and Rabbi Kiva were arguing about a case where a guy stole, robbed, from one of five people, and each of the five people are claiming, I'm the one that you took, you took mine. Okay, the guy took, um, give you an example, right? The guy uh, needed a towel, and he went to the mikvah, he grabbed the towel, and uh, there was five towels there, he grabbed one of the towels, and uh, walked away. And then um, he feels bad, and he says, whose towel did you took? There's no towels left. And they each saying, it was my towel that was taken. So... I don't know. Who do I give he wasn't it? the only Ganev. <laughs> <laughs> either that, either they're all, four out of five are liars, or whatever. The point being is, he just... So, he must have been the sixth one. Right. So anyway, so if you still steal, if you rob from one of five people, and you're not sure who, so it's Machlok. As Reb Tarfin says, just put the Gzela between the five and says, look, here's the towel back. back. Um, whoever's it really is, that's who's entitled to it. I'm leaving... Okay, that's one. Um, Rabbi Kiva says, no, 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 that's not a way to fulfill your obligation. You have to pay the gzela to each and every party. So whatever it is, it's $10. You've got to give each one the $10. But they're liars. Somebody's a liar. doesn't I matter. But at least, as long as I know it got in the end, I made sure that the right person didn't get it because I stole it from one of the five, and that's my obligation. Now, the question they is... Have to that's swear? Like the thief trying to make... Nobody's swearing, nothing. What? Because the thief's trying no to... No swear. Um, do chuba, so right, he wants to, he wants to, wants to do... Yeah, but do they what? don't need to prove that they had a tower or something? They, they, they off the hook completely? That's what it sounds like. Nobody's nobody's being made to swear over here. So, Rabbi Tarfan, it sounds like even oh, with the oath, you could get away with it. <laughs> the tower is off the rack. The tower is off the rack. We're not talking about them. We're talking about the guy that stole it. They're a yeah. different, they're a different they, conversation. They're a different issue. They're a different they have their own affairs. It's done shooting. That's what it's done. About what the guy that stole it. It's well, his problem. We only worried from that's, his that's perspective. No, but he only stole one. Yeah, that's you, your, I, no, you know, we're not, we're not, not focused on the other guy. His responsibility, if he wants to return it, he doesn't know who to return it to, so he has to return it to every person to make sure that the right guy gets it. Right. That, right. Anyway, that she does. Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi so, the Shaili is like this. Why is it not fitting? Because according so, to Rabbi Kiva. So why can't you just give it to him? If it's yours, give it. And then the same tower, just give it to each of them. Yeah, so how do I take it back from the other one? They lose by five people. I give it to him and then take it away? Cut it to five pieces. Okay, anyway, so the Gemara says, here's why it doesn't fit in. Because according to Rabbi Tarfan, according to Rabbi Tarfan, it doesn't matter if you swear or you don't swear. Even if you swear, you could just put the gzela between them and leave. And if it's going to Rabbi Kifa, even without the swearing... Um, you can uh, you you have to you give it to each one of them. Uh, um, so that's the Shaila. So the Gemara says, you know, first first version is we said really it's Rabbi Kiva. I when did Rabbi Kiva say that you have to give it to each of them? That's only if you swore. But if you didn't swear, then you don't. And the reason is because the book says by by the swearing case, that's shitas. That's the Gemara. What does Rabbi Tarfan say? Swearing doesn't matter because the rabbis made it a kana even, even, uh, even in that case. Um, which uh, Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Tzaddik says, this is a takana that they, were, that they established, that if the cost, the expense, is greater uh, than the value of what you stole, what you robbed, so then you pay karen chomish 
to Bezdin and then, and bring the Asham and you're good enough. And meaning we don't we don't want you to have to go through that extra expense. We want to make it easier for you to do chuba. Okay. So Rabbi Kiva says, no, they only do that takana when you know who you who, who's gonna that it's gonna end up in the right hands. Then we'll make such a takana. When it's when it's not gonna get to the right party, then we don't make such a takana. You have to make sure it's gonna get into the right hands. Over there, you give it to the best in here. Eventually, maybe not right now, eventually the guy will get it. He'll come into town and he'll show and present his ID to the courts and the court will give it to him. So that's why that's why the rabbis made a takana over there. They wouldn't make it over here, such a takana. That's the idea. Anyway, it comes along Rafuna Bar Yehuda. And he said, in the name of Shimon Lazar, he says that, uh, that, uh, that uh, he said, Rabbi Shimon says that uh, Rabbi Tavar and Rabbi are not arguing in case of a purchase where you could for sure put the money of the meaning. I walk into a store, there's five people hanging around in the store, and I say, I'd like to buy this item. Uh, here's the money for the item. And each one says, Well, that item is mine. <laughs> I don't know who's the owner of this store. What am I supposed to do? I just want to buy it, okay? So you just put the money in between everybody. Even Rabbi Kiva says they put the money in between, and it says whoever this belongs to, that's who the money's for. You guys fight it out amongst yourselves. It's not my problem. That for sure works. Even Rabbi Kiva would agree to that, okay? By case of Gzela, that's where's the dispute. Rabbi Tarfin says, even by Gzela, we have the same thing. And Rabbi Kiva says, there's no takana until he pays the Gzela to each one. Now, if it's only by the case of an oath, meaning it's not a case of a purchase. First he said, I paid for it. And they made him swear. They took him to court for And he swore falsely, saying that he paid. And then afterwards, he wants to do tshuva having sworn falsely. So that's basically no different than the gzela. And if it's a case of, of, of swearing, who cares whether it's a purchase or a gzela? In both cases, it's fraud, in a sense. And therefore, in all the cases, it should, you still have to give it back to the right party. And why would Rabbi Kiva agree to Rabbi Tarfa in that case? That's one question. Furthermore, Rava asked the question, there's a story with a chassid that bought from one of two people, he didn't know which one, came before B'tarvin, B'tarvin says, just put the Meimekha B'neem, whoever the owner is could collect it, and it's not your problem. And then he came before B'kiva, and B'kiva says, it's the only takana is you have to pay each party. Now, obviously Rav Shemar disagrees with the previous opinion, because Rav Shemar is saying that over there too, even in case of purchase, Rabbi Kiva holds that you have to give the money to the right party. But, what the problem is, the reason that it can't be talking about it, taking an oath, because if it's the case of a, of a shavua, what kind of chassid is somebody who swears falsely? You have to swear falsely first that I did pay when you didn't pay. Okay? He's definitely not a chassid. Now, what are you going to say? He became a chassid subsequently afterwards? That can't be because we know who the chassid is. The chassid is either Rabbi Yudah ben Bava or Rabbi Yudah ben Balai. It's one of the Rabbi Yudas. So, and they were always chassid. And they didn't, they're not like, they didn't, they're not, right, they didn't, they're not, they're not later, they didn't, uh, Johnny come lately. They're, they were always that way. So, that's the story. So, the Gemara answers. What? FFBs. FFBs, right, exactly. So, the answer is, um, chassid FBs. Okay, uh, uh, CFBs. Okay, El, uh, rather, so the Gemara says we're switching it. Really, it's Rabbi Tarfin. That's, the, that's who the author of our Mishnah is. And Rabbi Tarfin agrees, and in the case of Yeshua, that's different, and then you have to give it to the right party. 
Okay? Because the Pasuk says, Lashar lo yitzinen v'yemash masir. It doesn't even require the Shavu. Without the Shavu, there's a Knas to pay to all the parties until it gets, until you know that it's going to get to the right party. Now the question is, in Rabbi Tarfan, I understand. If he, if he, if he swore, he already admitted. Once he admitted, that's by definition, you swear and then you admit, right? So for, take the Shavu out of the equation. The admission alone is enough to be mechaev, to give it to the right party. Why? Because that's what Rabbi Tarfin is that we brought down in the Bryce, and the Rabbi Tarfin agrees that if you tell two people, I stole from one of you, not that they came to me. I on my own am saying, I, you know, I know that I stole from one of you, and I want to fulfill my obligation, and I'm not sure which one. You give each one, because you are trying to do the right thing. When you're initiating, then you don't even need the oath. So, because you're already a moda mi piatzmo. That's what Rabbi Tarfin himself is moda. So, Rav explains that the Mishnah is talking a different case. Since there, in the, in the case of the Mishnah, I know who the correct party is. Okay? Um, and uh, therefore, I, uh, I admit, um, so since the money is going to end up in the right hands, so then it's as if he said, you know what, I'll hold it till you get here. Maybe that's good enough. Okay, I don't have to go all the way to Matai. Therefore, only if you swear, then I have to go all the way to Matai. Because I want to get the Kapara. But if I, if I admitted without sworn, I could say, look, I'm holding it. When you show up, I'll give it to you. Okay? Um, but uh, but it's just a pekatan, and I'll hold on to it. So that's the basic difference. The reason why the Mishra requires a Shvua to be able to, re- to need to return it is because although you admitted it, but I know who it's going to get up. When, when is an admission require me to give it to each party when I, otherwise it's not going to end up in the right hands. This way I know that it actually, for sure, the correct amount of money went to the right party because it's one of two people, right? But that's in that case where I'm trying to do the right thing. But if I know who the right person is, I don't have to go all the way to Monday. I can tell them, look, I have your money. It's waiting for you. Whenever you're in town, I'll give it to you. And that would be sufficient if you didn't swear. But once you swear... You can't wait till he comes to town. You have to go to him. And that's the bottom line. That's the review of yesterday.